It's not always the big things that change the world. It's the small acts of kindness that happen repeatedly over a lifetime that make the world a better place. So every week we share a story of someone like you who is doing good in the world in their own way. Welcome to Doing Good with Carmen Herbert. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Good. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert, and today I'm so excited and happy to have on the podcast Camille Beckstrand from Six Sisters Stuff. So Camille lives in Utah with her husband, Jared, and their four kids. And she owns a company with her sisters, which is called Six Sisters Stuff, that has almost 4 million followers on social media. Just a few. Just a few. <laughs> we just have a small fan base. Let's okay. build it up. We've got, so, we've got a community of women. I love food, too. So... <laughs> Which is awesome. So together, her and her sisters have published 10 cookbooks, launched a course on how to cook with an instant pot, which, oh my gosh, has changed my life, by the way, and grown to become one of the largest recipe websites in the United States. She is passionate about mental health, online business, and using social media to serve, which I absolutely love. Camille loves listening to true crime podcasts, finding the best nachos in every city. Ooh, I need to get your tips on that. I'm spending time with their family. Camille, welcome to Doing Good. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to talk with you. So I have to ask, why do you think as moms, we relax to true crime podcasts at night? I'm like, I just want to relax in a bath listening to murders. Like, why is that? Why did that become a thing? When we- I, I have no idea. And it worries my husband that like, that is calling to me. And that there are certain podcasts that have certain voices. Keith Morrison and a big oh, fan of. Yes. Just his calm demeanor calms me right down. Yep. Even though we're talking about heinous, horrific things. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. know. It's I, mean, weird. I always try to solve it in my head before they do. No, maybe not me. Fires were using brain power. Yeah, I'm trying, trying to do good. I just like to see good win. Yes. I love when they solve oh, it. Oh, yeah. It is so awesome. It's like, oh, victory and justice. Yeah. It's the strangest thing. But I do. My sister in law sent me a meme that said, picture this a party bus, but it drives around at night and all the moms just sleep and listen to true crime podcasts and eat food. <laughs> like, Jack's with them all. I would totally get on that party bus. That's no. Can you imagine? That's heaven. I know. Just ride around and just sleep. All, like no one's bugging you. No one's talking to you. You can just listen to your murders by yourself. It's the weirdest. Yes. Okay. Oh, I know. So Camille, tell me, for those of you who are listening, who, who don't know, which I, it's hard to imagine, but for those maybe that live outside of Utah and, you know, Arizona and Nevada, this, the states where Six Sisters stuff is so huge. And I, I, it's huge all across the country, but, you know, core audience being out here. In the West, tell us a little bit about what Six Sisters Stuff is and how you got started with creating a company with your family. How cool is that? Right. Such a wild life, like such a wild journey. But it started in 2011. We erased all the letters that we wrote to each other yeah. and made it about the food because that's oh. what people were coming for. And so we just started posting a recipe every single day that was easy and simple and could help the busy moms like us get dinner on the table every night. And it was just at the same exact time that Pinterest was starting and Facebook was starting. And so we kind of grew with these social media platforms. Perfect time. Yes, it was. Oh my goodness. So, well, and our, how funny that it was just accidental. Oh, complete 
We accidental, completely accidental. And we call ourselves accidental entrepreneurs because we stumbled backwards into owning this business. And now it employs all of us. And we have all these moms that work for us part-time and help us behind the scenes. And it's, it's an incredible, incredible community to be part of. Oh, that is so amazing. So what was, do you remember the first recipe that you posted that went viral? Yes. The very, the first one that went viral was our slow cooker honey sesame chicken. And the picture for it wasn't even great. We took it with our flip phone. Oh yeah. So the cameras are terrible. Just snapped a picture of it on like a bright blue plastic plate because we had tiny babies and that's what we served dinner on. Yeah. Yeah. And that was back in the day when everybody had a different cell phone plan providers. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. You couldn't talk to somebody who was on a different plan until after 9 p.m. Yes. Uh Three minutes. But I would just go over and spend. Oh, and see, that's where (laughs) the problem was because we, the six of us, we really are six biological sisters. There's 12 years between the oldest and the youngest. I'm the oldest. Oh, wow. And so we were so close. We grew up so close. And we started moving away for jobs and school and getting married. And it was so hard. And we were trying so hard to stay in touch through texting. Well, but we had to pay for texts back then. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that added up. And yep. phone calls during the day, like those were adding up. And yep. our husbands were like, you guys got to figure something out. Like you cannot. No. You charge running up these phone bills. Yes. And so we started the blog really as a way to just stay in touch with each other. It was kind of just notes we'd write to each other throughout the day. Oh. But then we started adding, hey, here's what I made for dinner. Or here's the recipe for mom's brownies. Or here's grandma's meatloaf. And we'd put it on this website. And then people would start to Google, you know, yummy brownie recipe or the best meatloaf. And yeah. that would come to our And yours would come up. Yeah. So didn't make it private. It was public to start out. Public. Okay. We didn't know better. Yeah. <laughs> and then people started finding us. So we, as the traffic started to increase and we had this little ticker on the side that showed us where people were coming from to our blog. And it would be like Utah, Utah, Utah. And then all of a sudden it was Virginia, Alaska, North Carolina. Oh, wow. Like, do we have family out there? Like, yeah. Where are these people coming from? So we eventually learned Google was our friend and it within just a couple of weeks, it had over a million repins on Pinterest. Oh, million. oh my God. Traffic was so big that it shut down our site. And so that's when we're like, okay, we're onto something here. Yeah. We need to figure this out. And so started this journey and used Google the whole way. Everything that we did, we learned ourselves, just figured out how to monetize our website and how to, you know, make, make it easy to access our website and find things and find recipes and put together dinners. And yeah, it's just, it's been such a journey. And it's so neat that you could do it together as a family. Yes. Like there are so many, now there's a ton of food bloggers out there. When we started, there were hardly any. And what's so fascinating is so many of them do it on their own and it's a full-time job and then some, and it's hard to do, but we've always had the six of us that could do it all together and yes. to carry that load and to bounce ideas off each other. And when one had a baby, the rest of us would step up and 
fill those shoes. And like, we just, we worked so well together as a team. We've had to refine that. And we've, we've had to learn a lot through the years and learn how yep. to communicate and learn how to delegate and be okay yes. with how other people showed up. But it's made us so much stronger in the process. That would be a challenge if you have a sister that's like, well, I don't like posting every day or I would rather be on the marketing side or well, no, yeah. I'd rather be promoting it and, and advertising or well, I'd rather be behind the scenes just taking the pictures. So do you each have a role or do you all take a day or how does it work? Like how have you managed to all work this business together? It's a little bit of both. Starting out, we thought in order to make it fair, we all needed to do the same thing. Oh. And so that meant everybody was taking pictures of food and everybody was doing the same posts and everybody was taking things to Pinterest. And we soon learned like we need to play off everybody's strengths. Yes. And let them just soar in that area. And so we had this, you know, come to Jesus moment where we sat down and said, let's, let's figure out what you're good at and what, like what strengths you bring to the table and let's let you run with that. So we call them lanes. Every sister has their lane that they are over. Yeah. And the big thing is stay in your lane. Yeah. If you are over that lane. You run with it. And if another sister has an opinion about that lane, she can come and talk to you, you know, privately. But yeah. for the most part, you're in charge of that lane and you have the go ahead to do what you need to do. And that's where yeah. it's out. It's worked great because yeah. each of us feel like we're in a lane where where that we're passionate about and that we that we excel in. So it what didn't really yeah. So I'm more on the nerdy end of things. <laughs> I love and like figuring out what is it that brings people to our site from Google. Oh wow. And there's so many things that go into that. So many things. And it's wild to me. But I also am super passionate about marketing. Marketing with a purpose. Okay. Our goal has shifted from, you know, just selling product like every other influencer out there. Anything that we offer to our audience is a service, is going to help her, is going to make her life easier. And suddenly your marketing message changes when it becomes about service and helping somebody. And oh, so we've really honed in on that. Like, how can we best show up for our customer and how can we best help them serve them and make their life a little bit better today and so i'm crazy passionate about that well and i think that's why you guys are so crazy successful is because it is truly about helping someone and 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 making their life easier about doing good instead of selling the product and making money which of course is important to sit with your family, to make yeah. money, to have it be a successful, viable business. That's great. It wouldn't make sense to put in so much time and effort if you couldn't, if you couldn't make money off of it and, and be successful. Yeah. But if it only becomes about that, it's, you also won't be successful. Yeah. It has to be about, oh, this is what I truly love. And then the money and the success and, and that comes. But when it's truly about blessing someone else and helping them that okay. and that's what makes you feel more successful too oh 100 there's so much more satisfaction that comes from an email or a message from someone saying like thank you so much for helping me with my dinner tonight like i'm i just barely started cooking and i'm trying to figure this out and you gave me the confidence to do it like that right board just makes it all worth it and well the for those of you who are listening who haven't tried 
any of the six sisters stuff recipes, I can vouch. They are so good. One of my very favorites is your granola. Okay. And, yeah. and the cookbook, the healthy eat six sisters stuff. Oh. oh my goodness. Homemade granola. And I thought that's like kind of intimidating to try. I burned, I will admit I burned the first batch, but I was teaching voice lessons and I had my voice student take it out and it, it, it came out or my voice student's mom take it out late. Oh my God. My fault. But I could smell it. Like it smells so good. And then I started to smell it. Like, now it doesn't smell so good. Something's burning. And so you have to watch it, but it is, and I store it in my little, a little container in my pantry and I put it over like berries and kefir in the morning. And it is amazing. So I'm so glad. Oh, see, and and it is, and it's like, it's something to look forward to. And it just makes my house smell like oh, homey and homey and cinnamon. All the spices are so good. So I want to know what is one of your, how do you find the recipes? Like, is there ever like, what are we going to cook? I, we have nothing to post. Is there ever a shortage of recipes where you repost things? Or are you like, we have so many, we can't even, we will never run out of good things to eat and post. You know, 10 years into this, you'd think that we would maybe start running out of ideas. We haven't yet. We have almost 3,600 recipes on our site, which means we have posted one recipe a day for 10 years. No, yeah. still. Still. And we, I have a whole queue full of recipes that are just waiting to be photographed and go live. So there's no shortage of recipes. There's yet. no shortage. <laughs> Do you take them? Do you ever um, collaborate with other food bloggers or other cooks or, or chefs and, and collaborate? Or are they all unique to your family and what you have come up with and created? We've maybe done some collaborations in the past, but we've really honed in on what we are and who we are. And that is a really simple cook. We have no professional training whatsoever. When I got married, I didn't even know how to brown ground beef. Like I knew nothing. And I'm sure that was Yeah. I'm sure that gives me confidence in that I now have authored 10 cookbooks. Yeah. (laughs) But the recipes are simple and they're real. And like we're most, one of the things we're most known for are our dump and go recipes. Like you dump in a handful of ingredients to your slow cooker or your instant pot and go, like go about your day. And it will just magically cook. And it will magically cook and be ready when you need it. Yes. Because our audience is a busy mom. A busy mom who's trying to do a million different things. And family dinner is a big priority, but she also doesn't have a lot of time. Yeah. And so that's where we step in. We aren't doing the big fancy, you know, the like just the big fancy meals that take a long time to prep and just look amazing. Like, yes. Ours cook in the instant pot, and I think that they taste pretty good, but they're also very real and very. Can you do? Can they? Can people use the slow cooker too? A crock pot? Yes, it would be instant pot with your recipes. You have both options. Hundred percent. We have over a thousand slow cooker recipes on there. Oh my! And God. we're building up because slow cooker was like our go-to for years yeah. and years and years, and then the instant pot came on the scene and just exploded. Yeah. And so yeah, we now we're like trying to build up our whole archives of instant pot recipes. So we've got a good mix of both. We've got a ton of like sheet pan recipes and easy casseroles and skillet recipes that you can make in one pot, like just easy peasy. That's how we roll. 
I love it. I love easy peasy. And and so many nights you're like, I want a home cooked meal. I don't want to meow. I don't want to get something, which there's nothing wrong. I've done that so many times before. Oh, but I said something that, yes, but that I made and that, and that is, I know what ingredients I put in there that's healthy. So that is just seems like a total lifesaver to have. We are moms. We know what it's like. We're not this chef that's like, okay, you're going to have to start this four hours. Yeah, sometimes I do. I don't have a lot during the day. And it's like, oh, let's make something fancy. Right. For the most part, it's like I have 45 minutes before you're all off to different things. What can I throw together? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So tell me one of your, with the holidays coming up mm-hmm. and just the most amazing, it's the most wonderful time of the year food-wise for sure. What are some of your favorite recipes on your website or in your cookbooks for Thanksgiving and Christmas? Maybe like your favorite Thanksgiving recipe and Thanksgiving Christmas recipe and where can people find those? Okay. So we actually put together an entire menu of what Six Sisters has for Thanksgiving dinner (sighs) because we get asked all the time, like, what is your Thanksgiving dinner like? Is it just huge and like extravagant? And yes, it's, it's pretty big because we love food and like side dishes are the stars of that show for us. So we, so that's on our website, Six Sisters Thanksgiving dinner. And you can see every dish that we make and like our cute mom is on there showing you how to make a Thanksgiving turkey and how she cooks it in case this is your first time ever doing a Thanksgiving turkey. Um, but Ooh, my favorite is probably our grandma's stuffing. She, Thanksgiving was amazing at her house. She was an incredible cook. She was a gourmet cook that just made the best meals. And a lot of her recipes are on our website, but that's the one that always like is my favorite one for Thanksgiving. But we also have a caramel apple cider (gasps) that cooks, it can do instant pot or slow cooker. And it is divine. It is fall in a cup and that's a favorite for like Thanksgiving dinner or like Thanksgiving night when you're oh, pile. Oh, oh yeah. that is that cider. And then we always have that for Christmas too. Christmas, we do homemade pizzas like on Christmas Eve. Oh, and so that's like our family tradition is everybody makes, we have this homemade crust. It's on our website. So easy. Like if you're overwhelmed by bread or yeast, yeah. this is the recipe for you. You can't mess it up. So simple. So everybody makes like a mini pizza. And then puts their toppings on that they want. And we watch Home Alone on Christmas Eve. Oh, we all eat our friends, So do you always, do you get together with your extended family still on Christmas Eve? Or do you just now do it with your little family? So I now just do it with my own little family. But we usually get together on Christmas Eve day and do okay. like a lunch. And we go bowling and we decorate cookies for Santa. So I'm still with my extended family a little bit on Christmas Eve. But then... Christmas Eve night is just about me and my kids and husband, guys. Oh, that is so sweet. Isn't it fun how, and was that something you did growing up in your home, making homemade pizzas and carried on the tradition? Or did you just start doing that when you got married? That was something I started when I got married. And my husband and I would do it. And then as we had kids, we just continued. And it's funny how those traditions start. Yes. Um, Growing up, we had a ton of Christmas Eve traditions too. And we still do some of those together with all my sisters and their kids, but you start your own and then make it special for your kids. I love that. It is fun. It's fun to carry on some. So we, growing up, we always had 
chicken broccoli soup and soup bowls. <laughs> Growing up, I don't know why. Chicken broccoli soup and soup bowls with with sparkling apple cider, Martinelli's, and yes. then peppermint ice cream with the little wafers. Every Christmas, it wasn't a, a big. That was Christmas Eve, a big a big Christmas Eve dinner, and then we turn off all the lights and we could only use candlelight. It's oh, I love that. So when we're with my side of the family, Christmas Eve we do that with my mom and my sister and brothers. Sisters and brother, two sisters and one brother. And then when we're with my husband's family, they usually do like the traditional ham and potatoes. Yes. You know, the big, big thing. Yes. Glazed ham, and, which is so good too. But it's funny because we keep now, my husband has, we have two nieces that are married and we're just getting so big. So we keep talking every year, like, when do you think we'll split off and do our own thing? And nobody wants to yet. Ooh. Everyone's like, no, hold on yet. But we know we're going to get bigger at some point that we'll have to do our own thing. And we're excited for that time. And and I haven't decided yet, like, will we do the ham or will we do the soup? Maybe yes. even do something different altogether. Something totally different. But it is, it's funny that when I think of Christmas and when I think of Thanksgiving, I often think of the food. And what what do you think? What is it about food that holds so many special memories for people? Like, why is that such a thing? It's like, we have to eat this. We have to make this. We have to do it. And it's tradition and and we don't mess it up. Like, can you imagine if you like had chicken cordon bleu for Christmas? Like, you know, you'd be yeah. like, no, this is wrong. We do pizza. Yes. What is it about food that creates those beautiful lasting memories? Why do you think it's so important to create food in your tradition for your family? You know, we have thought about this a lot and wondered, like, is it, is it the food? Like, is it the homemade pizza that's making those memories? And we've come to decide as sisters, because this, it's family dinner is something we are so crazy passionate about. And really, it's not about the food as much as we think. Food is just the vehicle to get us there. And sometimes having those traditions around a certain food, like, that's fine. But what it is, is the connection. Like we love the connection that we have when we're sitting around in that social setting with family and and talking and being there in real time, in real life. Like it's such a lost thing that so many families don't have anymore. And so our whole goal in providing these easy meals isn't to like... It's, it's really, for us, it's not about the food. It's about just bringing families together and having them have those traditions to, to keep their family strong and to keep their family close. So while there are like certain special foods that we have for certain traditions, the thing that we try to focus on with our little family is just the connection. I love that. It, 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 I, I totally agree with you. It's about the love that you share and the shared memories and the shared have something that connects you that you can talk about. Remember, we always used to make this and my grandma makes raisin tarts. Every time we go up to Canada, she's amazing and she makes the most delicious raisin tarts. And they're always amazing, but it's because it's my grandma. It's, yes. it, it's her and yes. it's, it's what she, it's, it's the memories that we associate with her and coming to see her and everything that really is what makes that food taste so good and, and those sweet traditions carry on. It's like, oh, because it's grandma. Yeah. It's, it's her love and it, it's because yes. we love her. So what what can families do if, if people are listening and they're like, oh, I feel so guilty. I don't do family dinner enough and I don't 
have time or what do we do if we have kids that one has soccer five to six, the other has tennis six to seven, and then the other has basketball seven to eight. Do you eat at 4.45? Right. Or eat at nine? Right. Or, or, or do you have like a little mini dinner with whoever's home? Like what about families that truly have so many different things and schedules that are trying to do this? Do they do a family breakfast? Do they do a family you know, treat when everyone gets home. How do you work around that? And I'm sure you've experienced the same thing with your family too. Yes, 100%. Even growing up with all of my sisters, we were all super involved in sports and in, we had jobs and we were way involved in student government. Like our lives were insane from about the time we were 15 years old and on. But my mom was so good. She would just say, Dinner is at six o'clock every night. If you can be there, great. If not, dinner will be waiting for you in the fridge. And when we would come home late and pull out our plate of dinner that she had made for us, she'd always be good about sitting down with us and talking to us while we ate. But the one exception to that was Sunday dinner. Like Sunday dinner was the dinner that everyone was home for. Yeah. Nobody had a reason not to be there. And it was the one time each week, especially when we were teenagers, we knew we would sit down as a family and connect. We would take our phone off the hook. That was bad when we had landlines. Yes. And now today it's put your phones away. Yeah. No phones allowed at the table whatsoever. And that's something I've carried on with my family too. No phones. And we, we talk and we, we just connect. So I loved all the ideas you shared. I think you have to find what works for you. And that's the beauty of like, you have been given the job of being a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa or however your family looks, whatever it looks like. You are a steward over your family and you know what's going to be best for them or you have the ability to figure that out. And so decide what that's going to look like for you. And just make it happen. The biggest thing is we, we get comments like that all the time. We're too busy for dinner. And, and it's like, but find some way you can connect as a family. Maybe that is an early morning breakfast. Maybe that's a Saturday morning walk. Maybe it's some way you can connect and then just take action. Just try it. We have, it's so crazy to me how many people don't have family dinner anymore. And we've had moms and dads reach out and be like, I don't even know how to start. This is something that we only do on Christmas. And oh my goodness. And we just say, just try it. Like, just tell your family tonight we're sitting down at the dinner table and we're going to eat together. And what's so crazy is like those first few times are super awkward. And they will say that and be like, I don't think I can do this. My kids are hating it. They hate that I take their phone. They hate that we have to sit down together. And we're like, just keep going. Just try it like two days a week and see what happens. And what's crazy is time goes on the kids start to love it. Oh, yeah. They are the ones setting the table and they're the ones making sure like, oh, are we eating dinner together tonight? Like, and so my advice to that is just try something, take action and try to be consistent and good things will come. And good things will come. I totally agree with that. We always had family dinner every night. And if we did same thing, if we had play practice or singing or something, my mom would put the plate in the fridge and we'd eat later. But it was... It, my mom always made a home cooked meal, and part of it was she's like, I can't, we can't afford to go out every night and get things. Right, and she loved cooking, and so she made a home cooked meal every night. And so I started doing that when we were first married, and my husband said, "This is so strange to me. I love it, but we were the same. We were so busy growing up. My mom would always make food, but often it was just on the stove, and people would just come and go and eat it a la carte, like grab what they want when they want." And she, he said that Sunday we would all eat, but during the week he said we 
never ate family dinner together during the week ever. And so he said, I, it was strange at first when I'm like, Hey, we're having dinner together. I mean, and it was only us, but yeah. it's kind of work late. I'm like, well, then I'll wait for you. And he's like, you can eat. And I'm like, no, I'm waiting. Like we're eating together. Family dinner. Family dinner. We eat together. And we've done that with my kids. And we have done the 4.45 or the 9 p.m. dinner before. Sometimes they're starving. So we'll feed them earlier. But that has been so important for us. In fact, we just went and we had my mom's table growing up. She gave us her our t- my table that we ate. And it didn't fit quite right in our space. And we loved it so much. We've had it forever. It's, it's like 25 years old. We just sold it and we bought a round. Always been my dream to have a round dining room table. So everyone can see each other. There's nobody like looking down the way that you can't see who's talking. Like everyone just feels that equal. And I bought like comfy, cha- like we kind of splurged. And we got really comfortable chairs. I'm like, we're going to be sitting in these for an hour and, and, and we want to talk. And even just that little thing and you don't have to spend a ton of money to create that no. making it intentional like this is our safe space as a family where we make delicious food and we we sit or stand or fall off or whatever never <laughs> never quite goes right no we're there no and we're there and and we do and the boys every what's for dinner what's for dinner that's like they are always asking me what are you making what's for dinner and i'm like you guys, they care so much. Like, what do you need tonight? What do we have to look forward to? Yeah. And yes, it's the food, but it also is just us being yep. together as a family. That is so important. So what is one thing, Camille, that you have taken from your childhood that you have done now in your family in regards to cooking and, and family traditions and, and food? And what's one thing besides the pizzas? I love that story. does. <laughs> And what's one thing that you have kind of started on your own that you're like, I hope my kids take this into their home in the future. I hope that this is what they remember from eating together as a family and something they carry on into their own homes. As my kids have gotten older, we're getting into these teenage years now. The thing that I want them to know and that we talk about is that our, our dinner table is always open. Like if they want to invite anybody to come and join us, like the invitation is always there. I always make a little bit of extra food. Oh, and what's so crazy is they have brought friends. And for a lot of these friends, it's the first time that they have like sat down and eaten dinner with a family. We've had some really interesting conversations and some comments like, oh, my family doesn't do this, or we only do this in my grandma's house, or, and so, like, our dinner table is open to anyone, and I tell my kids, like, anyone's welcome in our home, like, I don't care what, who they are, or what they're showing with, or, like, anything, like, our dinner table is open, and wow, you can invite anybody you want, and I just hope that that helps them, like, that extends so far beyond the dinner table, like, oh, yes, this life is just about, loving everybody regardless of their circumstance and so I hope that's something they take with them as they get older that's open arms to to anyone and everyone that is so beautiful I mean quite literally you're saying there's there's a seat at our table for you you can come sit with us that is the most beautiful thought I haven't my boys will sometimes they'll be playing with someone who'll be like okay it's dinner time and they'll go home you know okay goodbye us (laughs) we're eating dinner now and and they've had we've had friends eat with us a little bit before, you know, and, and 
and that's always fine. But usually their parents are like, no, you know, we want them to come home. But yeah, I never even thought of, yeah, send them home. <laughs> of, but of telling them like, it's okay for them to stay or to keep them. I love that idea so much. Do you, how often would you say you have a friend keeping with you? You know, it's not, it's not that often, but for sure on weekends more when they are hanging out with friends or have friends over, I just, I just always let their friends know like, Hey, we're eating our family dinner and you're welcome to stay. We'd love to have you stay. It's never like leave. Yeah. <laughs> you had, we yeah. have to. I love that. And I love that you make extra dinner too, just in case there's someone that needs to be there and that needs to feel love and and warmth and acceptance of just being in a home where there's that feeling of of we love you regard whoever you are we yep. love you whatever you're whatever you're dealing with whatever your struggle that is beautiful camille where can people go to get these amazing recipes tell us the website tell us where they can find your cookbooks if they are the cookbook recipes also on the website or some exclusive to, to the cookbooks? Some are just exclusive to the cookbooks, but there are a couple, there's some crossover, but there's so many recipes on our website that sometimes it's hard to find the exact one you're looking for. So that's where the cookbooks are good. So our website is Six Sisters Stuff, all spelled out, awesome.com. And that's where you'll find all the recipes and there's you can search for different things like main dishes or 30 minute dishes or instant pot or whatever you're looking for. And then we are on all social media channels, Instagram. We're on there every day. Facebook, we, and we have private Facebook groups if you want to join, if you're looking for a specific instant pot or just dinner recipes. On YouTube, we have a huge YouTube channel. It's mostly focused on using your instant pot. And all freezer meals and just really simple recipes. But if you want to see us make them, that's where you go with YouTube. Okay. And then, yeah, we're just, we're just all over. And your cookbooks are on in desert bookstores. Yes. And on Amazon. Amazon, Costco, Walmart, Target. They're all over. All at places. Amazon's really easy. So yes. there too. <laughs> just goes right to your house. You don't even have to leave. You can order it in your camera while you're dreaming about pie. Yes. I exactly. Pie. <laughs> Click. Camille, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and for talking about the importance of family dinner and and making memories and just opening your hearts to people through food. It, I, yeah. I truly think that food really does bring us together and it's for all of the beautiful reasons that you explained. So I'm so grateful for you taking the time and for all the good you are doing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Doing Good with Carmen Herbert. If you'd like to hear more from Carmen and get brand new full-length talks that you can't get anywhere else from some of your favorite speakers like John By The Way, Meg Johnson, and Hank Smith, you can exclusively inside Our Turtle House. Just go to OurTurtleHouse.com to get started. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here for another episode next week.